Okay, I do believe that we are on the interwebs again. The interwebs? I can't go back there. Do you owe them money? Restraining order. <laughs> I have been told the interwebs is a place of camaraderie and caring and helpful advice. Yeah, but I owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game so much, and we haven't even started. What game is that, you might ask? Why, this is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign called Critical Knowledge. I'm crashing. Actually, Alex. it's paranoia this week. <laughs> I was half tempted to begin one of tonight's games by introducing it as Hello Kitty Island Adventure, the MMORPG. <laughs> Welcome to Bunnies and Burrows. <laughs> right. Oh, that, that would be Watership Down. No, thank yes. you. <laughs> Okay, it's cute little bunnies. Why is there so much blood? <laughs> and what's with all the gore here? <laughs> I was, I am biting my tongue because I'm about to go off on a tangent about, um, <laughs> like, Roman stories and stuff like that. But never mind about that. Let's move forward. So what happened last... Oh, I, I haven't finished my introductions. Tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people. Ellie, April, and Matt. Um, Eric will not be joining us this evening because he's taking college classes and hitting the books. So as a teacher, I can't really disagree with that policy. Not sure I'd be able to. Um, with that said, what happened last time, our recording got cut a little bit short because there was a family emergency that, that ended it. But you were fighting a couple more shadows because I cannot save um, encounters tracked in D&D Beyond from one week to the next. We're just going to say, hey, you successfully defeated them. I mean, you had a paladin with you who can cast spells that damage things with light. You were fighting shadows. I have a suspicion that it would not have been a very long fight anyway. Hooray. I was hoping it would end. I was hoping to end it quickly. That was my it, intention. It would have, in fact, ended quickly. And I'm going to say it, in fact, did end quickly. And you very all got well. very happy, but you did not get a long rest after that. Okay. Because instead, what happens is you hear Kevin's voice. You don't see a Kevin, but you hear a Kevin. Hey, so, uh, sorry about that. Um, we're, uh, we're kind of under siege right now. That's the thing that's happening. By uh, what or whom? Uh, well, you know those shadow things? Yes. Some of those and, uh, some dead things. In addition to those, and uh, I, now not me personally, remember, I'm just sort of like the, the will of the tower made manifest, uh, but the tower that I'm also, it's very confusing every time I think about this. Uh, well, in any case, you know how the rooms all sort of change at my whim? Yes, that is part of the challenge we have chosen to accept. Yeah, um, well... They have also accepted this challenge. And by accepted, I mean they've learned that I can manifest a 100-foot drop whenever I feel like it. The shadows have. Well, the various things that are trying to crawl. It, uh, uh, I don't want to finish that sentence. But yeah, the various things that are here are, are learning that I can manifest all kinds of wonderful, delightful traps. And they're trying all to trigger them things. or make them manifest against your will? Well, I decide my internal structure at my whim. Right, but Sorry, I just remembered I was playing a Reaper. 
Well, you're also playing Mazir. Yeah, uh, but she's not here right now. No, she's not. Um, now, I did let a few uh, find their way to Mazir because, well, she asked. Um, that's kind of leading people to their de- death anyway. But um, <laughs> to, to answer the question about... You get to drink of- from the fire hose. <laughs> If the fire hose is uh, death by stabbing, why, in fact, yes. I had a different vision of a fire hose, but go on. Uh, so so you asked what kind of things. Uh, there's some run-of-the-mill zombies. There's some not run-of-the-mill zombies. There's a few ghosts um, about that. Ghosts are a bit trickier because, you know, they don't fall to their deaths very easily. Yes, that does tend to be true. Yeah. Um, so you might want to watch out for those. Very well. So uh, is it safe to proceed, or should we return to from to somewhere to aid you? Uh, well, sorry about the pause. I'm having a conversation with, you know, Mazir, you know, Baroness of Kavreen, person who actually tells me what to do. Uh, help is welcomed, but not required. Then I say we aid you. Because your loss or your corruption, as it were, or whatever whatever these shadows are doing, I strike, you that hear strikes me laughter <laughs> that sounds like it's coming from a hundred voices. Yeah, corruption. <laughs> like they could do well, that to me. Well, sorry, I don't know what sorry. else to call it. <laughs> no, but no, if they're, they're able to manipulate you in a way that could harm us. Then assisting no, you is to our best interest. Worst case scenario, I can wipe them all out with a thought, but I'd have to take a nap afterwards, and I don't feel like doing that. Then I say we assist you in whatever manner you require. Okay, um, you can start with, uh, I do believe there is a fairly large ghost heading your way. Very well. Then if you can direct him here, we shall prepare. Uh, look behind you. <laughs> and I'm assuming you do, in fact, look behind you. Yeah. And well, find Kevin that someone wrote a little on the wrong yet. <laughs> Kevin has yet to steer us wrong. That is a very <laughs> odd sentence. <laughs> as Correct. as the person who GM'd the game where Kevin was first introduced, <laughs> that is a very strange thing to have heard you say out loud. The, this group of characters <laughs> has only had relatively nice things to say about Kevin. And technically, not actually Kevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not the real Kevin. Yes. But a simulation of Kevin. Yes. Which still confuses the paladin, but <laughs> he's Do you not think smart. Kevin understands this? Yeah, I don't think Kevin understands it either, but <laughs> the tower's still not quite sure itself. <laughs> I I get it. The player gets it. The character is still like If the player I gets it, I'm not care. sure. I don't the understand is paying but it attention. Isn't... Yeah. Uh in any case it's I see it's being character. rolled by people. Yeah, I, I figured that was safe. <laughs> Very wise, yes, I see. Um, Xanthus is leading with a two. Yep, team clear doing, speed, go! We're doing golf rules, right? The lower number's better? Yeah, 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 I Kelly, hit par. What was that you said in the five o'clock game? Um, we're doing like a version of Thaco, so it's two yeah, hit yeah. zero? Two-hit two initiative class zero. <laughs> so that's Thaco. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, team team cleric initiative go by Zuda rolled a three. <laughs> so okay, and team cleric is not appearing in this film, so I'm going to put a negative twenty in for that. Jaron will go when he gets back, which might be next week. So initiative negative two hundred. All right, now behind you 
is in fact a ghost. Uh, well, some of a ghost. It is a portion of a ghost. Because it's the right size to not fit in this room at all. Is it too big? Well, yes. It, it is coming through the floor and part of the wall at you. Um, it has a translucent bluish-purplish skin. Its face looks like a skull for the most part. There's some parts that look like they still have skin attached to it. The hair is wispy white and, and trailing off behind it. And it's wearing some type of um, robe around it. But it is definitely reaching out towards you right now. However, it did not roll incredibly high on initiative. So a few of you are going to get to go before it. Leading with Excella gets to go first. Um, Excella is going to start off using Battlefield Inspiration. So, um, let's see, that is three creatures of her choice. Get to add D4 to their attack rolls and saving throws, and she picks Aripa, Nyx, and Xanthus, which is conveniently the three characters who are here this evening. Yay! How yes. convenient. <laughs> yes, I know. It's amazing how that works. And yes. then she rushes forward to attack with Charge. her non-magical longsword. Bonus points. If she started within 10 feet of me, she has a plus 10 movement rate for the first round of combat. Okay, so when she rushes in, she really rushes in, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's a 24 to hit. Oof. And that does not as much damage as, well, as much damage as you would think, because trying to attack a ghost. Yes. Um, actually, oh, that's interesting. Huh. So, fun fact, this ghost is going to take full damage from the non-magical sword. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, go figure. Uh, but that's a mighty seven. Not Mighty Nine, that would be trademark infringement. <laughs> um, but also, it's going to take 18 radiant damage because being attacked by a little angel. And I, I, I was going to say average damage and I rolled anyway. I'm going to go with average because that's lower and that would be fair. So that is Excella's turn. Next up is uh, no one because no one rolled that high. And then no one, and then no one, and then no one, and... And eventually... And this Ariba. one is wet, and this one is wet, and this one is wet. <laughs> Did you roll for initiative in a rainforest? Uh, I'm going to let Nyx go first, because we rolled the same. Ah, that is true. You both got a 12. Okay. Um, I'm going to do Scorching Ray at second level. It doesn't like that. 15. A 15 will hit. A 19. And a nat 20. Okay. All of those will hit. And the 20 will actually get double damage. It will. Possibly. Possibly. Well, it should do more, but I know that the... Uh... Um, 13. Okay. You do six points. Uh, that's the crit one. Oh, okay. That was the critical hit one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Next up. 12. Okay. That's nice. Number six damage. <laughs> and eight. Okay. That's four damage. Okay. All right. Anything else? Um, no. Okay. Aripa, is there anything you would like to do? Yes, I think I would. What do you think? Should I end combat this round? Or <laughs> should I do something that might actually do damage? Just for that line, just for that <laughs> single line, you have inspiration if you don't already have it. <laughs> it uh, one would say the hubris of it, but at the same time, I know these players. So <sighs> do what you will. And I will be here to enjoy the experience. The ghost, however, might not. 
<laughs> I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb at third level. Okay. I'm going to spend my inspiration on Chromatic Orb at third level. <laughs> you also have to act. Miss. That's a natural 20. <laughs> and um, yes, Ellie could have rolled an additional D4 because of the four. inspiration, but that yeah. wouldn't have been enough. No. Uh, well, true. But hey, we'll take the Ooh. crit on the inspiration. Yeah. Now that's fascinating. Sorry. Um, if you if you click the the to hit uh, on a spell and it crits, it automatically doubles the dice. Yeah, yep. isn't that yeah, wonderful? Yeah, that's sweet. That's I love that. That's cool. It automatically just says, "Oh, you crit. Guess what? Free dice." <laughs> so that's twenty eight thunder damage. <laughs> Ouch! The, the thunder. If I'm feeling up to it, I'll add reverb to that. <laughs> um, you have a bloody ghost. Perhaps that sounds like one of those oxymorons. <laughs> well, they can look however they wanted to look, pretty much. All right, anything else? Uh, no, I have no bonus actions, and I have no reason to move. Okay. Um, it is the Mimic's turn, the little baby Mimic that you befriended. Oh, right. Oh, right. I forgot about yes. him. It Bell. decides that discretion is the better form of val- valor and tries to make itself look like a very small jewelry box over in the corner. That's inconsequential. Yum, 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 yum. And I'm going to make a roll. I imagine that's the noise that mimics make. <laughs> so um, I, I just attempted a stealth check for the mimic. And uh, the number that you may have seen appear is actually a little bit lower than it should be because I hit the wrong button. But still, it's like no one sees that jewelry box over there in the corner with the very Bye. clean trail on the floor leading to it. That basically works like a giant arrow that points to that little jewelry box in the corner over there that everyone's actually seen. That definitely Xanthus doesn't have a hunter's mark on it. Yeah. Xanthus would still <laughs> miss it somehow. <laughs> oh, His right. perception is no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Xanthus is like, where did it go? It is a master of disguise. It, it actually, in its attempt to shapeshift, it shapeshifts into a hunter's mark. <laughs> <laughs> What's it pointing at? Also, I think Arepa using thunder damage is my favorite joke so far this campaign. Because Arepa is deadpan and doesn't... <laughs> because Arepa has no affect on her own. I'm going to cast a spell. <laughs> I have cast yeah. a spell. Arepa Sorry. making a, a, a stealth check. I'm so quiet. <laughs> I'm so quiet. All right, so I'm reading something here. Oh, that's bad news for the ghost. Uh, well, it's also bloody, which is bad news for it as well. Um, but it is going to use an ability called Wind Howl. It, it emits a dreadful howl that summons a cold, biting wind. The wind engulfs up to three creatures. Wonder who? Um, of the ghost's choice that it can see within 60 feet of it. Each target is pulled up to 20 feet towards the ghost. You are all within hugging distance. Well, then they all get a bonus to their saving throws, thanks to my charisma. (laughs) And you must... Okay, so this happens no matter what. You're pulled towards it no matter what. Now you get to make a constitution saving throw or take damage. Target number's 15. Not me. So, hang on. You get plus 40 your saving throw since we're at hugging distance. Yes. And also, don't forget that each of you got inspired by Excella, so you have an additional D4 uh, you can roll on top of Right. I don't think my 10 is going to go much higher. Uh, what did I get? No, 11. Four. Huh? If I get a 4, there's a possibility. Okay, I'm seeing... 3. 
Well, that's a dirty 20 for me. Okay. So it is 16 cold damage on a fail. If you cast your save, it's going to be 8 damage. Okay. I got a nat 1. Okay. Then you feel like you needed a jacket this morning. You really should have packed that. Sorry, that's a dirty 24 for me. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're only taking 8. Okay. I saw the plus and was like, oh, great. I got Matt's bonus. I completely forgot that I had a plus two to constitution saves because that's my bonus to constitution saves. All right. Xanthus. No, no, not yet. One last thing, because here's the problem. This ghost has an ability called incorporeal movement, which many ghosts have. Um, Basically lets them move through creatures or objects as if they're difficult terrain. It's nifty. Uh, It does have one caveat, though. It takes we got opportunity damage. attacks. No. Well, no, it, it, does, it doesn't say anything for or against opportunity attacks, so that's business as usual. Um, but Matt is absolutely correct. If they end their turn inside an object, they take average of five force damage. This ghost does not fit in the room, so it, it has no choice. Damage. And with me so putting that damage. damage in, yep, it takes the damage. I put that in at the end of its turn. Oh, it has another thing, too. It also um, can regain hit points unless it takes radiant damage. Well, I'm going to hopefully fix that. <laughs> or at least get to it. I'm going to hopefully impart that condition. It, okay. Excella did dealt the radiant damage at the top of the turn. Yes. So I don't have uh, okay, to backtrack so... and put in 10 hit points. Okay, good. But it doesn't hurt if Xanthus applies a bit more radiant damage because... Right. Oh, I, I intend to. <laughs> That's that's my stock and trade is radiant damage. That's the paladin stock and trade radiant damage. All Come right, and get your radiant uh, damage. Crazy Xanthus yeah. is radiant damage. Remember the crazy Eddie commercials? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our prices are insane. Yeah, that didn't age well. No. Also, I don't think he aged well either. But never mind. Oh no he he fled to Israel for to avoid tax evasion charges and changed his name to David Cohen. <laughs> I, I knew he ran into some trouble. I forgot it was that. But in any case, what does Xanthus want to do right now? All right, we'll begin by doing a bonus action to cast magic weapon on my sword. Uh, I got pulled closer to the ghost, so I don't imagine I have to travel very far to reach said ghost. If you want to reach out and touch someone incorporeal, you. Wait, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're within striking that's, distance. That's another oxymoron. <laughs> All right, we're going to try and use the sword here. And I must, since it's magical, I do get to add a bonus to it. All right, swing number one is a crit. Okay, so we've had three crits this round. Once by Nyx, once by Reepa, and now once by Xanthus. Yeah, Excellent. so... um. We're going to do the slashing damage. It is magical, so I'm hoping that this will fully apply to said ghost. There's 14 slashing damage. Uh, we're going to also invoke a smite, a divine smite, because we crit, so why not? And it is a ghost is typically undead, so I'm only <laughs> going to use a first-level smite, so that will make it 3d8 doubled to 6d8 radiant damage. This, this is be one fun. of those rare ghosts that is not, in fact, undead. They were born a ghost. The child of a ghost mommy and a ghost daddy who loved each other very much. So I like the difference between, say, uh, the curse lycanthropy or the uh, inherited lycanthropy. Pretty much, right. yes. <laughs> it always had a skull for a face. So, there is 33 <laughs> points of radiant damage. How do you want to do this? You're ending this in one turn. 
<laughs> well, we did credit three different. <laughs> right. <laughs> I only have three players this evening. I should make the encounter a bit easier," said the DM. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how a ghost would would die per se. So we'll just kind of. Whatever passes for its face, Xanthus will have stuffed the sword in its face, or whatever face it's using, uh, and hopefully then it goes, whatever's left of it just simply passes on to its next life. Okay. It does not go willingly into that good night, but fortunately... Spooky! (laughs) It does not go gently into that good night. However, it didn't have much of a choice. No. So, um... Usually when I'm prepping for games, I'm like, am I not putting enough in this? Do I need to add more content for tonight? And then I always have like over half of my prepped stuff still available after the game. I'm beginning to wonder if I've prepped enough now. Because <laughs> 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 this combat was supposed to go just a teeny little bit longer. Just a tad bit longer. Uh, however, all right. The Final Fantasy music plays. The, the ghost goes and... Uh, no one picks up a little ghost trap that has the ghost inside of it and, and <laughs> says something about being busted. But Kevin would have done that if he was actually here. He would have thought it was very funny. Oh, he would have enjoyed it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. To the point where no one else was enjoying him enjoying it. As the Reaper will his... pick up the mimic and let it know that it's okay. There is no mimic. There is only jewelry box. Arepa will pick up the jewelry box and let it know that it's okay. The jewelry box appreciates this. <laughs> Box will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, should we take a break while Crash figures out what to do for the second half of the session? Oh, no, I know what comes next. I did plan. <laughs> I'm just wondering if the plans are just going to be, okay, let's knock all these out really, really fast each time. Big bad shows up. We run away. Okay, well, that's done. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is one game where... Um, Everyone just got teleported to another part of the continent shortly after combat started, but never mind. Um, you hear Kevin's voice again, and hey, um, yeah, we have a development. Cut to Mazir, where are you right now? Uh, ideally fighting undeads. That's kind of hard because you've already fought them. You could try bringing them back. No, that's someone else's problem. Okay. Um, okay, where am I? That's future Arepa's problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Mazir will give that problem to Arepa. Mazir's retired. <laughs> Just when you thought you were, you were ready to relax in your retirement, they pull you back in by sending a legion of undead against you. Um, about that, there is anyway, a... Spe- M- M- Mazir is basically a... a Demi-MPC at this point, so Mazir is wherever the plot needs her to be. Okay. So in some space that we are going to leave nebulously defined unless we need to. Yes. And considering the nature of the tower, that's kind of apt. Yeah, that's fair. It will redefine itself to be whatever it needs to be. (laughs) Remember that 100-foot drop? Sometimes it does (laughs) it under Mazir's bedroom if something (laughs) needs to be dealt with. Okay. Well, a, a spectral form that Mazir is very much aware is... Uh, like teleconferencing more than someone appearing in front of you that you can actually stab a lot um, of a very clearly undead being appears in front of Mazir and they say hello am I speaking to the, the Baroness Kavrim 
Please tell me I have the right number this time. Yes. Uh, how many other towers did you contact? The, the, the three. This is the third tower. It's that that first room was a very awkward five minute conversation. I'm sorry. This, this, I mean, this should be pretty easy to. uh, I thought I was easy to find. I'm sorry. What what can I do for you? Um, the the tower just manifests a voice real quick and says, "Uh, that was me. I was kind of misdirecting you. Sorry. Well, not that sorry. I yeah. My my house my house has a sense of humor." Um, what can I do for you? You have some guests that I believe were, uh, doing combat with your tower. Yeah, I remember them. Yes, I thought I'd help out a bit. Oh, there's something about the, um, oh, that dragon from, from out, uh, what was that place's name? Banana? Plantain. Something like that. I thought it was called Potassium. Potassium. That might be it. Uh, We're having more oh, fun doing so, this RP than we really should, I think. <laughs> oh, so you're helping out. Well, I thought I was, and then you just murdered a lot of my undead. I'm so sorry. I get I get attacked all the time. I No, no. I just thought I, you were another attacker. No, I apologize. I apologize. I misread the situation. I thought I was helping. You clearly had a different opinion, but this is your turf, not mine. I, I did want to apologize for the misappropriated assistance. Uh, you, uh, you have done no harm to me. I'm, I'm very sorry that I, um, that, that I julianned some zombies. I, I truly appreciate. I, I truly apologize for that. Oh, if I had known that you were sending them to help, then I would not have. It's fine. I can always make more. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. I, we should be on even footing here. Oh, I agree. Although, if you'll forgive me, I, I'm not going to appear in person, technically, uh, because I have learned that the footing here is never exactly even. Of course. Of course. It's, it's never exactly even for me. The, the, oh, sometimes I try to get into bed, and it turns out it's an Iron Maiden, and... It, I only did that once. I love my tower, but... The spikes were technically illusions. It has a sense of humor. There is a moment where this lich in front of you just sort of says absolutely nothing. And if it had more of a face, perhaps you'd be able to read its expression. But it's just mostly a skull with glowing pinprick eyes. So it just sort of is there. So... Yeah. Um, so that ragtag band of adventurers you have in your tower, would you mind if I acquired some items from them by any chance? I, if, if they have your stuff, by all means. Excellent. They have a few phylacteries I'd like to take off of them. Oh. Yes. Oh, this is, this is complicated, isn't it? Because they... They came here so that the dragon will let them destroy the phylacteries, and... Yes, one of them belongs to my sister. I'd come oh. please. Hi, Eric. What a miss. Uh, you missed all the combat. We rolled no. all the initiatives. <laughs> we did all the damage. There so was, much stuff. There was, like, Eric? 11 rounds of straight combat uh, that you uh, missed. Uh, my back shaking. Eric, consider the source. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was ended it was, in one round. 
so much stuff going on. I'm sorry. Literally, each player crit during their combat turn. Wow. <laughs> and the paladin crit with a smite. <laughs> it was over that fast. Against a ghost. Yes. Against wow. a ghost. <laughs> it was fun. So uh, it was very fun. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna talk to them and and get your stuff back, by all means. I mean, yes. I've, I've got uh, I've got no horse in this race. I they they showed up on my tower and started attacking. And um, well, about that, I I can't really take it from them right now. I did have some servants in the area, but um, they're uh, currently indisposed and decomposing. Ah, yeah, I, I, I take your meeting. Um, well, listen, uh, maybe if I, like, if they left him here, could you come and get him? Oh, I could certainly send a representative. That would be fantastic. And I would owe you a solid favor, to be certain. Oh, nothing at all. I, I've got nothing to do. I'm, I, you know, the, the dragon asked me a favor, and I did it. And now I just have a barony to run, and, and that's mostly making sure people have food. Oh, food. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, eat that. I forgot about that. It's, it's one of those things you forget about when you're undead. I, I, I totally get it. Yes, I, I could probably get your barony some food. Oh, that'd be great. What, 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 uh, what do humans eat these days? Is, is it, um, do they eat trees? Is it trees that they eat? No, fruit. Fruit grows on trees. That's what it is. Yes, yes, fruit. Actually, yes. fruit would be great if you've got oranges. Or, or lemons? I could look for some oranges. Uh, do they grow those in potassium? Um, you know, I don't know. That, that country's called potassium, though, right? That's what we agreed on? I think I it, pota- it. it's something with a P. Well, that just seems unruly. It does, doesn't it? Who would name their country that? <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I, oh, I, I mean, it, the name of the country starts with a P. I, oh, well, in any case, yes, I, I, I suppose I, I could... Uh, acquire sustenance for uh, your subjects that that could probably work out quite well and in return i send a servant to come get some phylacteries that'd be fantastic absolutely absolutely right. I, I, I will not impede you and i'll have the tower uh talk to the group and and make sure that they leave the phylacteries here fantastic i i am all for this right so uh i'm you know, I have lived for countless millennia, and I never know how to hang up without being awkward about it. Uh, so this is a uh, right. Okay, then. Uh, I listen. You have a good night, and uh, and I'll talk to your representative soon. Right. Wonderful. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. Not at all. Glomulero at some point was told the proper way to hang up is by saying "love you." Bye. They, no one has ever had the guts to inform him that he was told wrong. I love it. Meanwhile, somewhere in the Nine Hells, there is a devil that is laughing their ass off every single time there is a call. Is it the robot devil? <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. All right. So uh, cut back to... Uh, the party, which now includes a Jaren. Actually, no, it doesn't. He left again. Never mind. Um, hey, Jaren, you woke up and you passed out. Yeah. Well, my my head canon is anytime we have a player who is not able to make the game for whatever reason, because real life always comes first, 
they're having some other type of conflict right over there, just off camera. They were there the whole time, and the combat was just a bit more difficult to focus on that, but we weren't focusing on that. <laughs> so Jaron has been here the whole My- time, but he- oh, there he is. He's yeah, back. Jaron and Hero, Jaron and Hero have been fighting their own lesser ghost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> If they had won, the bigger ghost would have said, now, don't you speak to me or my son ever again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, so, they were both murderized. A lot again, of activity in this household. household so. Sorry, what was that? It's a lot of activity in this household. Sorry about that. I mean. No problem. Well, understandable. <laughs> Considering um, the age of, of the offspring in that household, I totally get it. <laughs> Com- completely unsurprising. <laughs> yes. And you might think when I say that, well, what age are you referring to? Any age, dear listener. <laughs> Any age. True that. You, you don't trade chaos for normalcy. You just trade a chaos for a different chaos. I teach at a K sometimes, school. Yeah. Sometimes supervised, sometimes unsupervised. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes my, the adult is left without supervision. My dad has a T-shirt that says, in my defense, I was left unsupervised. That was me a couple of weeks ago when my wife and daughter went to Boston. <laughs> there we go. All right, so we are back talking to the party, and and yeah. Ellie is typing all the things. So we've secured the ghost, and well, we await what's left the next occurs. Yes. So the the question then is, Mazir, how would you like to have a conversation with the party? Would you bring them to you? Would you go to them? Would you meet in a the middle would you do it remotely um through proxy i'd come to them okay so a tiefling shows up to say hello how does this tiefling look that's a good question it it has been a while Didn't since you thought about earlier no you did not you Didn't this we will be the, your first with... you've had conversations with Mazir before but Mazir never Mazir. was in front of you during those conversations ah uh, okay i wasn't certain so this would be the first face-to-face event. This is what I've been using as her portrait. Okay. That, I don't that, remember that how to... Matt, you're, you're getting pretty choppy. Ah, okay. Oh, well, okay. Now you stopped. <laughs> okay, so in front of you is a tiefling with pale skin and uh, purple horns that uh, curve back with the, the bangs that you would normally see on an anime character and or certain Disney characters. Um, and Decidedly less fur than Xanthus. Xanthus does not have any horns, so but he does have the tail. Yes, the, the, there is now oh, right. a significant is number nightcrawler. of tailed characters. Yes, Xanthus is pretty much as as Nightcrawler looks in in your day to day business or his day to day business, uh, except he wears armor and shield and is much right. more buff. Xanthus <laughs> looks is like a mismatch of yes, he's a mismatch of Peter, but. In Kurt's coloring, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he looks like Peter, but it's all blue and yellow, and and wears armor. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh, oops, why is that doing that? By the way, everything about Mazir appealing uh, appearing in front of you makes you think, for some reason, that this is usually what takes place right before a boss battle. Dun dun dun. Uh, sorry, guys. Be right back. It's okay. Uh. Mazir has resting boss battle face. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a problem. It's only because most times when you appear in front of the adventurers, it is a boss battle. Hello, darlings. I'm afraid you have something I need. What would that be? Uh, 
I have been asked to collect the phylacteries that you have in your possession. Uh, I thought we were here to gain the items necessary for the dragon to take the phylacteries off our hand. He is watching. The dragon is watching? Oh, yes. And she taps her left eye with the tip of a dagger. I see. So you may notice in the portrait that she has heterochromia and it's not natural. Oh, Oh, I do see that. One of those things that you notice after someone points it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I didn't blow up the picture. So, uh, so the dragon has seen our success here. Indeed. If you leave them here, I will dispose of them. Making an inside check. (laughs) 15. I don't know that necessarily that, Xanthus would not disbelieve this situation. He is also torn in the fact that he wishes to rid himself of this phylactery in the most expedient way possible. However, he would prefer that it be destroyed. He would rather see it destroyed under his own eyes. But uh, What was your deal with the dragon, to be clear? The dragon wanted the items that were in certain possession, uh, And once we brought them back, he would allow us to immerse the items within the lava flow in his home under in the volcano in Plantain. Thus ensuring their destruction. When we approached here, your tower through its simulation of Kevin indicated that there might be other ways to destroy or at least inconvenience the liches that would form around, around the phylactery, such as having them buried in the bottom of the ocean that surround our world. You hear Kevin's voice come out of nowhere and say, as a magical item, I just don't kind of like the idea of destroying magical items unless it's kind of absolutely necessary. Sorry, I'm biased. Indeed, there is a difference between destroying a magical item and entombing it. And Kevin, or the tower, uh gave good argument to me that inconveniencing or putting putting these phylacteries in such a location that um, said liches could no longer be of any real, uh, how shall I say, uh, nuisance to the world was suitable to me. And as such, I am willing to, I am willing to relinquish my phylactery if you can assure me that these, uh, that it will be, Done. It will be disposed of in such a manner that the liches will not be able to uh, utilize them in any any useful fashion. I believe I can guarantee that, and I can also give you the items that the dragon asked for, so that you can satisfy his deal as well. Xanthus is. I am. He's satisfied. I, I. I would be satisfied with that. I have. I have. Your association with the. the with well, Kevin has impressed upon me that I understand his point of view, that such magic should not necessarily be destroyed. And as such, the item that I possess is of religious value in itself, and I would hate to see that religious value be destroyed in such that if there is a way to perhaps uh, inconvenience said liches around it, then I am good with that. So I am satisfied with that condition. You will take, I will give you the phylactery, you will give us the items we need to appease the and we will return to the dragon to complete the deal. And in fact, I think he will be quite happy to know. I think the dragon will be very happy to have acquired the items without having, without us having to pollute his home. I think you're absolutely correct. 
He really doesn't like things being thrown into his lava. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, that led to a whole arc, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, I remember that. <laughs> it was quite painful. <laughs> so Xanthus will fish out his necklace of prayer beads from where he had stored them. And he I will think Xanthus has all of them. Uh, I don't know if he has all of them. I don't recall. I I, I, I don't do. Arepa doesn't have hers in her, on her character sheet anymore. Okay, I Does, thought we had give, turned them all over to me or Jaren because of if something happened, we were the ones who are most likely be able to take care of it. it you know, by, if something. Yeah, it was happened. one of the two of you. I don't yeah. have them. It, they, they okay, then it had to be then it'd be yeah. Xanthus. Yeah, so I would turn over all of the. Uh, actually, uh, Jaren is probably still wearing his armor. If I am still correct. wearing my armor. So where, what corner do I need to go to strip? You are wearing clothing underneath it, or there would be much more chafing than anyone would be comfortable with. Right. Are you sure? This is the second time we've had this discussion tonight. Yes, it is. <laughs> Upsetting uh, me that it is, but yes. MMOs have lied to you. People don't wear just underwear underneath the armor. They wear underwear and a full set of clothing and sometimes additional padding on top of that. I, I just want things to breathe. <laughs> My tower, would you create a changing room? Before you finish saying room, <laughs> one has formed around Jaren. Um, it has a little hook on the door that you can hang stuff on. Yeah. There's a mirror. As my um, armor is, a, it does uh, affect my ability to do my job as a <clears throat> healing slash combat cleric. Wait, you you heal? I thought you <laughs> you cap things and cast inflict wounds, uh, and then we, they were no longer were a problem, so you didn't have to heal anyone because no one can take damage from something that you've already killed. We need to find a place where I can get some high-quality gear. Tower, is there anything in the armory that we might be able to use to replace what Jaren is sacrificing? Uh, I'll take a look. Yeah, we got a few things. Uh, do you prefer plate mail, chain mail, a ring, or I've got a very stylish hat. Would you like the hat? As the um, chain mail, I would like to keep this specific. Anything heavier than than chain, um, it messes up my rotation of my arms while casting. Uh, okay, yeah, we got something. I'll bring it up. Thank you so much. Thank you. And now the DM has to very quickly look up magical items to find <laughs> Jaren is crying inside. This, this is a very important moment in the campaign. You're giving up all, all of your magical items that I said you started the adventure with. Yes. <laughs> and I have to, Jared has to figure out the story he's going to tell. <laughs> oh, uh, why did he have to give up his armor? That was passed down from him to generation to generation. <laughs> hey, so Tower did Warrior. you know that it was the phylactery for a really powerful ancient lich? Yeah. Yeah. Did you want me to keep the phylactery of a really powerful ancient lich? Do you want me to be in charge of its keeper where anytime someone kills it, it shows up near me? My tower. While you're looking in the vault, is there anything that we could impart to our friends here to uh, sweeten the deal? Well, we we do have the, those items that you said you wanted to give to everyone if they made it up to the top. Oh, well, uh, 
I think it's okay that they didn't make it to the top because they did help us kill that ghost. And while that was all just a massive misunderstanding, it, I I do appreciate their help. Okay. So perhaps we can express our thanks. We, we can do that. Okay. So, Jaren, you have not even left the changing room, but on that little hook I told you is on the back of the door where you can hang things, the armor that you've put there has been replaced with a set of elven chain. <gasps> well, no one here was wearing it. I am not going to argue this thing <laughs> that we have replaced with. Yes. I mean, it's only plus one to your AC. <laughs> but there, there might be a few other things about it that are kind of neat. Um, and the other three items that are manifested are a sword, um, an amulet, and a small bag. And often this is oh. a dog is very happy. <laughs> oh, it's even better in the five o'clock game because I added um, a celestial dog to the campaign. Oh, nice. <laughs> do you want to put it in? Do you want me to put it in? Um, either or. Uh, as long as you aren't wearing two sets of elven chain. No, no. I just put <laughs> the elven chain. If you want to put the other things in, you can. Please, if okay. You well, it's, well the, I'm not sure that the entire party would agree with you taking all of the magical items. Right. Just saying that that might not be a thing. Just say, I'm just saying I gotta get my damage up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the sword is referred to. Uh, it has a name. It's called Undead's Bane, and I've added it to my homebrew collection. So any of you looking for Undead's Bane when trying to add a magical item, it should actually pop up for you. Um, my suggestion is you give it to the paladin because the spellcaster <laughs> probably isn't going to be using a sword too much. I, I'm just taking the armor. They can take whatever they need. Okay. Uh, I am politely, I'm quickly adding Undead's Bane to my character sheet. <laughs> and then you can see all of its wonderful goodness. There is also an Amulet of Protection Against Undead. And that can go to anyone who wants it. And there's also uh, the third magical item, in addition to the Elven Chain. So technically the fourth magical item is called a Little Bag of Happiness. I will, not, I will not be taking that one at all. Uh, if you open it up, you hear the sound of meowing inside. That, no, no. Uh-uh. It is full of kittens. You know what? I'm I'm gonna take the little bag of happiness, if that's okay. Okay, so who wants the amulet yeah. of protection against undead? I'll take that. The, the DM would just like to point something out. This is exactly how I expected the items to be handed out to the party, <laughs> and the DM was willing to accept if a different transaction took place. But the DM <laughs> is thrilled that the DM called this. <laughs> and by this I mean like I had this in my notes months ago it just took us a while to get here <laughs> it did it, it took a while to get here there were some false starts there were some cancelled uh, games but I am I'm so glad that we are here now oh my goodness the bag of happiness <laughs> you, you just saw a certain thing about it yeah I really did <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I provide a valuable service, and I'm so glad that you are here to be in on the joke. <laughs> I'm so glad that now I have an item called that has an ability called Purricane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, That's amazing. <laughs> so, also, uh, if you manage to stuff someone into the bag, they take 40d12 psychic, psychic damage. 
because you have to have someone small enough to fit into the bag. However, I'm speaking to someone who's playing a wizard. This can be arranged. This can yeah. be arranged. <laughs> it's like we can oh. figure this out. There is a spell yes. called Enlarge Reduce. The second yeah. half of that spell name might be relevant to your interests. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some coffee. That sounds amazing right now. And I, just I assume there's a there's a mystery item. There, there, what? Because we're missing a player. Oh, oh she has her pew pew laser wrists. Or yeah, that wristband. Yeah, he, Hero already got a magical item that lets him go pew pew. So. Oh, that wasn't a phylactery? No. No, that was done oh. by... That was given to Hero by the... By that particular by cleric. Uh, oh, right, the, the, cleric. the clerics. Because Hero was the first of you to give up his phylactery. His phylactery oh, okay. got destroyed already. Gotcha. All right. All right, we good. Okay. So now we have to find the... We have to find a way back to the dragon to give it the items that it had requested. Oh, there's a teleportation circle. Um... In Bardia, I think. I haven't really had one put in here yet. Well, that's um, fair. The, I think we, I think we teleported. The floor to moves Bardia. a lot. Fair, but I, I believe that's where we entered was Bardia, and then we journeyed to here from there. This is and no, I think that um, sounds you, right. You were given Bardia as a destination by the dragon, right? And then the dragon gave the real directions to Hero. Um, oh, so you oh, never actually had to go to Bardia. Okay, gotcha. But the dragon was I going should... to be here for this content if you had, and then found out you had several days travel to make. Right. I so... should talk to Bryn about getting a teleportation circle put in. But if, to be honest, if you told me you had one put in already, I'd be just like, okay, because this has been Mizir's Tower for quite some time now, well over a year, year in then. Oh, I didn't. More. I didn't realize it was. Actually, you know, you know what? There might have been put one in here by the previous owner. Well, is it, uh, for some reason, I thought we were starting right after the end of the previous campaign. You know what? You're right. You're right. Time, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. However, it is quite possible, and I'm going to say the tower asserts there is a teleportation circle. It's just you never really ask to use it, so the surface that it was cast on has just been sort of been kept over to the side over over there. One of the yeah, that's towers. fair. But if you want it moved over here... Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. The, the spell is cast on a surface. The surface is not limited to a specific location. So if you take that surface and move it wherever you want, the circle goes with it. So the tower can move the surface under the feet of the party. Yes. Matter of fact, if you hint this, the circle is going to be just be there under their feet as they're speaking. Well. <laughs> I just um, realized I gave Mazir her own holodeck. Okay, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, well, uh, now that I have the phylacteries and, uh, and you have all your presents, um, why don't I let you go back to, uh, banana, potassium, plantain. That's what it was, plantain. You would greatly assist our uh, efforts to get to the dragon quickly. I had, I had a very, very difficult conversation earlier this afternoon, um, Yes, Tower, would you, uh, she she lifts her hand and rotates her finger in a circle. Okay. Um, a wizard that none of you recognize appears in front of you and casts teleportation, and you are now in the middle of a hurricane. Woo! This is bad. Oh, lovely. Well, you were in the middle of a hurricane last time you were here. 
Hurricanes don't tend to end overnight. <laughs> no, Typically not, but at least Hero we were I, dry. Hero and I are getting wet. This is intolerable. Ah, this is there more manageable now. Noises. That, this is more manageable now that I don't have 35 additional pounds on top of me. This Elvin chainmail is amazing. And Indeed. it smells just a little bit of lavender. <laughs> so we've been playing for about an hour. What do you say we take a short break? Sounds good. And All head right. to the volcano so that we can dry off in the heat. And the DM needs to decide what the second half of the game is going to be because you have gone through the two halves in one hour. It would have been even faster if Mazir had said no. <laughs> all right, going to press some buttons. I'm sure that all the all the critting didn't help. Okay, just making sure. I love that you said that in character, and also it was the first thing we heard when I pressed the button for us to go back to being. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes the timing for it is wonderful. Other times it's like, well, no one will ever hear that, gem. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're in the middle of a hurricane. Now, plantain, not banana, not potassium, but plantain, is just that apparently it's become a running gag that no one can remember it. Uh, does have its own teleportation circle. That's where you showed up. Because of the pl- the climate in Plantain, it was decided that the teleportation circle would not be inside because who wants to teleport into an oven? Anyone? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> the, the tieflings that are resistant to fire, we y- you can put your hands down. The dwarf it's that doesn't care because of your high constitution, you put your... And I'm okay, also most of you don't fire, mind. So, yeah. Most of you don't mind. Okay. But in any case, it, it's outside on a second floor pavilion type thing, which means you were elevated into the volcano. It was a great experience for no one. Wait, and what? I'm trying, I'm trying to fade. I'm trying to picture, if you will, a, a small two story building. The mm-hmm. second story isn't so much like it doesn't have walls. It just has uh, four pillars that hold up a roof above it. So when you teleport in, you're in the shade, but it allows for maximum gotcha. air circulation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, so you're here, it's raining, it's windy, and over to the side, you do see someone waving at you. It's quite wet here. They, it looks Hello. like they're motioning for you to come over to them. Uh, it feels like a forge in here. A wet are forge? They on the same platform we're on? No, they they are down the stairs, across the street, and half a block that direction. Which direction? It doesn't matter. This is theater of the mind. <laughs> then Xanthus will head down the stairs to make his way towards said person, because he wants to get out of the rain. 
that, that's a wise decision. Uh, so uh, the person, as you get closer, appears to be a tiefling, and uh, they motion for you to come in. And as you enter, it is very obvious that you have entered a bar where it does not appear that hurricane season, actually it isn't hurricane season, which makes this hurricane very weird, but uh, the hurricane has not actually stopped business as usual for anyone in this establishment. It is less wet in here. I think I approve. So clearly they're used to said things. Or so do, it's do you have a place? Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a good beach. <laughs> yeah. The number of times I've heard that people represents. just... But yeah, like people in the north, when they hear a big snowstorm is coming, we just go and buy some more groceries before the storm hits, and we're fine. Yeah. People in Florida, apparently, from what I've been told by people I know in Florida, including one who's here right now, <laughs> do the same thing for hurricanes. Yep. Stock up yes. on the staples and buckle down. I will take my blizzards. Thank you. As will I. <laughs> on the other hand... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, People I'm not. When you hear that a blizzard is coming, I, well, when, when people in Florida hear that a blizzard is coming, well, that's that's the dogs and cats living together in mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, well, we when we, but see, we know who came down from the, the hurricane. <laughs> so yeah, the same is true when we hear that the hurricane is actually going to make it this far north. <laughs> If it doesn't turn into just a nor'easter by the time it reaches yeah, us. Yeah, by the time a hurricane gets even as far as Maryland, it's like, okay, so the people who have homes in the areas that flood every single time are going to have some flooding. The rest of us are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Well, t- 2012 was what, Sandy? Yeah. Um, I, I lived in a place where the power was... Uh, Intermittent? Still through, um, still through power lines that were routed through towers, not uh, towers, um, utility poles. Uh, of those went down in my area during Sandy, and I have very distinct memories of lots and lots of candles and uh, making ramen in a pot in a fireplace. <laughs> when I was in Pennsylvania, there was one hurricane that got north far enough north to hit Pennsylvania and there were a lot of parents who kept their kids home from school for fear of the massive damage and flooding that the hurricane would cause. But this was a hurricane reaching Pennsylvania. So there wasn't any damage except for the tree in my neighbor's yard had one branch fall down. I remember because I drew a picture of it. It wasn't a big branch. And that's my story. Okay. So, sorry. Inside the burn, inside the bar, it is not so much a hurricane no, it's there. There's some singing. There's some drinking. There's some eating, and the tiefling who has uh, waved you in says, "Okay, hopefully this is much more comfortable for you." Uh, we heard the annoyed cat noises from in here, if you can believe it. I can. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm showing a picture of said tiefling. Oh, uh, we've met him, haven't we? I'm have not we? sure you have. I don't think every other have. campaign has met him. I was going to say, I, th- I thought we had met him, but maybe every, not. Literally every other campaign has met this tiefling. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we have. This group has. We've met the dragon. We've met Mo, or not Mo. Uh, no, this is Mo. Was, yeah, I know this is Mo. That's what threw me off. 
Um, now who was the... Uh, you even met Monty. <laughs> Monty. That's who I was thinking. We met Monty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. And, and the, unfortunately, the picture of Mo threw me off. And I was like, Mo, we met that's Mo. Fair. No, we have not met Mo. <laughs> well, we met you're Monty meeting Mo then. now. Given yeah. how many campaigns have met Mo, it's hard to remember which ones... <laughs> Have and have not. <laughs> According right. to my notes, you have not yet met Mo until no. today. No, we have not met Mo until today. I, I am. A, I would have remembered Mo. <laughs> the player, the player um, is very familiar with Mo. I think we all are familiar with Mo. Yes, <laughs> just, maybe April. just a little bit. I think April's the only one unfamiliar with Mo. This is yeah. this is true. <laughs> I mean, if, well, if Millie was here, even Millie has met Mo. Yeah, my in my defense. I am in two other weekly campaigns where we have met Mo. So, and Mo was a major player in the previous campaign, right? And was a minor player in the campaign before that one. And you were in all of those. So, yeah, I think Mo's the reason why Mazir lost her eye. I mean, not directly, but I was going to say not directly, but Mo was the one who said, um, who, who who sent the party off in that direction. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Anyway. Uh, anyway, Mo has escorted you into the, the local establishment where you can dry off and where no one is. Well, okay. You're still hearing loud, annoyed cat noises until uh, someone casts press digitation on Hero and Hero is then immediately dry. <laughs> and then I'm That's going to say it's probably writer. canonical that Hero is still thinking about going back outside because Hero hasn't realized that, yes, it's still raining. Yeah, it's not not that I'm yeah. thinking of cat personalities at all. Right. Like maybe it stopped raining and that sound is all some clever ruse. Let's look out this window. This one's wet. Looks out this window. This one is wet. And this one is wet. And this one is wet. Did you Are we living in a rainforest? rainforest? I feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> it it may have become a running gag. And I may be leaning into it, even though it wasn't me who made it that way. Uh I I I embrace this. Do you have a flag? Yeah. <laughs> is it black uh, uh, so uh, good times so what brings you to plantain during this delightful time of year oh that's what it's called uh did you forget the name of the country that you just teleported to honestly i didn't i just felt like listening to everybody else figure out what it was and it amused me so people seem to think it was called banana or potassium Okay, that's a little insulting, but okay. In fairness, they're very far away, and only have only have been here once. And also, there was a tower involved who I am not entirely certain was entirely sane. Did you come here from Kavrim? Yes. That, that sounds great. Yes. Uh, there aren't very many sentient towers out there, and... Uh, your description makes Kavrim be the most likely choice. Well, that's adventure. You very nice. What though? The, the dragon that lives in the mountains or in the volcano had quested us to retrieve some items from said tower. We were victorious, and we are ready. We are here to deliver said items to the dragon. Mo is chuckling. He did it again. He did what again? This, the, the, the whole, you, you went and met the dragon, but what, was it in the great big room with the big pit of lava and it came out through the lava to look all intimidating and everything? 
he was successful yeah. intimidating us, yes. Was very successful. This happens three or four times a year. So it was just our turn. Apparently so. Well, how often do people succeed in his quests? Because we managed to do so. Uh, well, that is... That depends on the, the ragtag band of adventurers. Some of them do better than others. But congratulations on your success. Uh, what, what exactly was the reward you were asking for? Power, well, money, land? Permission to destroy something in his lava pits. That we no longer need to do. However, we made a bargain, and we intend to hold our end of it. As um, you are saying this, Mo was taking a sip of a, a wine glass that he had with him, and he does a spit take. You um. So we got to kill a ghost and some shadows. Okay, what atoms were you attempting to destroy? Phylactery. Uh, a. Okay, you said more than one item. So a phylactery, and what else? Three other phylacteries. Three three phylacteries. We had four, actually. Four phylacteries. Yes. Yeah. We left them with the owner of the tower so that they could be entombed. Oh, oh, okay. Jaren Jaren is still crushed. (laughs) I I imagine that these phylacteries were also items that some of you held quite dear. The emotional attachment varied depending upon the individual. Generations. 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 Whereas I only held mine for my entire life, but it was a mystery to me. It was extremely difficult for me to give up my phylactery. I can't tell you the amount of emotion that coursed through my body when I (laughs) passed it over. Why, yes, I inferred the heartfelt attachment you had uh, to your phylactery, which was how I was able to to make the opening comment that I made. Uh, You do appear to be heartbroken uh, nearly as much as uh, the young dwarf here next to you. It was a grievous tragedy. I don't know how I'm going to recover. Possibly through the the acquisition of better magical items that aren't also phylacteries. Jaren looks at his... Jaren looks at his armor and moves his hands around. I do move good in this. Yes. Is that a hint of lavender that I smell? It is. It is. Oh, very calming. I do have I many, many more kittens than I used to. May- Wait, what? <laughs> we made Mo do a double take and a spit take. Yes. <laughs> you have many more... Kittens, yes. Baby cats. I... You're not talking about your your friend there that is currently lapping up milk, but the no. If I had more of him, I would not be nearly so overjoyed. I find myself in a predicament where I wish to ask for qualifying details, <laughs> but I am uncharacteristically afraid of doing so. Anyway, my name is Arepa. What is your name? Uh, my name is Mo. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. Mo, it is a pleasure to meet you. Now, Are you um, the owner of this establishment? Well, no. A friend of the owner. This is my favorite bar, so I tend to hang out here a bit. I'm a bard by trade, uh, and also a purveyor and, and purchaser of fine goods. Ah, uh, I understand. I have had friends who were bards. And also purveyors and purchasers of fine goods. I assure you all of mine are acquired legally. 
in, in case that question was coming up. I understand. All of theirs are acquired legally as well. Yes, bards are known for their legitimate business sense. Uh, with that <laughs> said, I'm assuming that you gave these phylacteries to the person in the tower, Baroness Mazir, I believe her name is? Yes. yes. We assisted her with a situation, and as such, the Baroness uh, gave us a quid pro quo, as it were. Yes, and did she tell you exactly what she was going to do with the items? She was going to ensure that they were entombed, and otherwise, um, the item, the phylacteries would be somehow incapacitated as far as their usefulness, which mm-hmm. appeased most mm-hmm. of us. Yes, but she didn't really go through the specifics, did she? Uh, no, but we trusted her, and as such, we were inclined to uh, assume she meant the best for them, as she fought many undead creatures that attacked her tower. At the same time, we assisted her. So since these phylacteries involve liches, which are also undead, uh, I, her position seemed clear that she was not fond of said creatures as well. I hesitate to say that she fought with the undead. I've seen Mazir work. I imagine they just sort of ceased to be when they crossed her. Uh, that's what I would gather, but... If they were someone, if if undead were creatures that she had less uh, of a grievance against, uh, then I cannot under I cannot fathom why she would uh, use these phylacteries in any other fashion. Okay, um, I I am going to rule an insect. Okay, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was out of contact, uh, uh, out yeah. of character. But never mind about that. So. Um, Santa has a deception rating of, uh, well, actually, he's not bad. <laughs> well, you're being very forthcoming with your answers. You yeah, haven't actually you haven't actively that. tried to lie to Mo. So. Right. Well, he has no reason to lie to Mo. <laughs> not yet, at any rate. <laughs> Mo is, Mo is, is rolling insight to see if he had a reason to lie to you. Ah. This is, this is kind of what Mazir was counting on, <laughs> was being a level removed from anyone who would ask about the phylacteries. Right. And the first place you go, there's someone who's asking you questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And we and don't know enough we don't know enough to not to lie about it. Well, you might not want to be lying about it. Well, um, we have no reason to. That's it. That's so it. Who has a passive perception above fifteen? Uh if you uh, don't have a passive perception above fifteen, no. I will allow you to roll to see if you get above fifteen. Oh, I have a passive perception below 15. Okay, that's the opposite of what I'm asking for. But you may oh. roll a perception check. 11. 11. Uh, okay. 6. Let me... Okay. <laughs> then, then there is nothing that you notice. Let me get in front of my computer. Perception. My perception is no, but I will roll. Because you might roll a yes. Enough. Who knows? Yeah. Nope. Not, not this not time. With that. That's a 7. Not today. Okay. So, Mo... Uh, and I'm assuming at this point, like, you weren't all standing at the door. You had a seat. Hero went off to do hero things. Right, right. Annoy someone mm-hmm. else. Um, because that is exactly what Millie would want Hero to do. Or or play with someone's tail or whatever. Um, or somehow adopt Mo into the family, which may have already <laughs> happened. We'll have to talk to Millie later about that. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Mo's going to be an uncle, an older brother, or, you know, whatever. So, and, and Mo kind of leans forward conspiratorially. So, so here's the thing. I am not entirely unaware of the phylacteries uh, that you had with you. Matter of fact, 
I was uh, somewhat pointed in your direction after having some conversations with some acquaintances of mine. Uh, dare I say friends? Uh, you wouldn't happen to know Daldane, would you? I don't. The player think... wants to answer a certain way, but the character has not met. Oh, everyone <laughs> totally knows Daldane. <laughs> That's the thing. Daldane goes on regular tours. You have at least heard of Daldane. Yeah. Uh, unless you grew so, up under a rock or in the Orklands. So Hero might not have heard well, of Daldane. Hero might not. <laughs> uh, we've heard of Daldane, but we have never met them personally. I actually have, and it was a glorious experience, everything I wanted from it. Uh, but never mind about that. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a message next time Daldane is performing in town. It's a delightful show. You shouldn't miss it. Uh, but the point is, how much do you know about the moon going away? Uh, I think I remember it did, but then it came back. Yes. That was several years ago, was it not? It, it was a while ago. what I remember. Do you I know, was much younger. Do you know who was responsible for it? I'm going to guess Daldane. I gather that there no. were some kobolds involved. There were kobolds involved. Uh, one of them, uh, a protege of Daldane's, not Daldane specifically. Uh, certain <laughs> events transpired that revealed a certain thing on the moon. It does a bunch of things, a bunch of details that are relevant to this conversation. Cliff Notes version, it's also a prison. And the prison has specific keys to keep its one incarcerated individual locked inside. Uh, these keys existed in a bunch of forms, but were eventually uh, solidified into magical items that were later on because of their power and close to indestructible nature, each turned into a phylactery by a powerful lich. Are you following what I'm putting down? Yeah. Jaron has his, head on, his hand on his head. Mm -hmm. Yes. Face palm. Yes. yes. Well, recently, um, this item on the moon had a significant amount of blue smoke swirled into it. Smoke that came from the surface of Circulus. You wouldn't happen to know of any event that resulted in a significant amount of blue smoke being released recently? Oh, no. The player does not remember. It was when Hero's phylactery was destroyed. In oh, addition yes. to everything they expected to have happened, a very significant amount of blue smoke came out and flew up into the air and out. Right. That was that was a while ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It really was in in game time, not that long ago. Right. In play time, months, uh, months. <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure before COVID started. No, not before COVID. No. <laughs> <laughs> months, but not that many months. Yes. Well, uh, that was enough to weaken it, but not let uh, the proverbial cat out of the bag. And it was very convenient that all of the other phylacteries were in one place because you all got together to share notes. It is, I am somewhat troubled that you no longer possess them. And I have some hope that Mazir will be doing the right thing. But Mazir said that she would t entomb them so that they would be, they would continue to exist but not be accessible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And did Mazir say anything about having a conversation with anyone else? No, I don't believe she did. No, I believe she said she had a difficult conversation. Oh, she, you're right. She did not say how recent that conversation was. She uh, did say she'd she had it earlier that day, actually. Uh, okay, I wasn't oh. sure. She, I thought she said this morning, so yeah, I wasn't 100% on that. Um, so, yes, but it was... Um, I did not think much of it, in fact. So here's my worry. Mazir is very talented. She is very powerful. She is very dangerous if you cross her. She's also a follower of the Raven Queen, who, among other very well-known character traits, enjoys watching individuals that have grown to be incredibly powerful fall. Like, say, by chance, liches that have existed before known civilization. I am concerned that Mazir might attempt to do what many would refer to as the right thing. (laughs) And so, well, that I can see many different ways the right thing might be. One might be that it would, they would keep the items uh, through she would she would keep her word and thus keep the items safe and thus causing the lich to remain entombed or whatever imprisoned or she could uh, sacrifice those items to free said creature in order to capture or defeat it herself I described Mazir with many accurate and notable and of high regard vocabulary words. You'll notice that none of the ones I used was the word honest. Oh, well, that's terribly enlightening. (laughs) I love how much Ellie is appreciating this conversation. I really am. It's even better because you have a character in the Cobalt campaign where this was first revealed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, But it's just now that I'm putting all the pieces together. Oh, there's still pieces missing from the board, which makes it even better. Okay. <laughs> Just now that I'm putting some of the pieces together. Yes. Uh, remember when I was uh, having conversation uh, where I was theorizing which campaigns might reach their conclusion before others? Mm-hmm. Remember how I pointed out that critical knowledge was one of the ones in the running to be the first to end? <laughs> yeah. Events tonight just expedited that. Oh, Whoops! And Something. if you're wondering if you're ready for the big bad inside the prison, no, no, <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> Mazir might not be ready. <laughs> so, oh, I know we're not ready. Mazir almost certainly is not ready. But also, I mean, the fact of the matter is, Mo's right. Mazir is a baroness. Mazir saved the world. But first and foremost, Mazir is a liar. But. Well, the characters have no idea. Right. <laughs> and I don't know about insight checks, but we had no reason to... We had no, no one reason attempted to suspect. it. Yeah. The, I'm assuming oh, no. that the players just assumed, oh, this character is a, also a character played by Ellie. I'm sure everything is fine. <laughs> well, no, Xanthus, Xanthus would not have assumed that, but she was... I didn't say to... Xanthus. I was yeah, thinking no, that. I, no, 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 no. I had... The converse, I was trying to separate player knowledge. Uh, right. We heard the conversation <laughs> from character knowledge. Xanthus would have no, like, oh, well, sh- we helped her defend her tower, so she's giving us, you know, the items in question. 
granted it was probably a bit of uh, you know overpayment you know we got not only the dragons requested items but our you know additional items for ourselves for sacrificing the phylacteries at this moment uh, the elven chain melts away because it was an illusion yeah right. <laughs> not true not true i'm not doing that to eric yeah i, you know, I might you, do that to jaren but i'm not doing that to eric it was no, a good no. setup to the characters. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. <laughs> the the question is not whether Mazir lied to the player characters. The question is whether or not Mazir lied in the conversation she had before she talked to the player characters. Right. And that's what that's what the the player did not necessarily have knowledge of, mm-hmm. nor would the character have any knowledge of said conversation. Um uh, and so, you know, we we met Mazir through virtual connection, as it were, and the tower, Kevin, through, or the tower through Kevin, seemed fairly honest and forthright. Do you say about that the out situation. loud? <laughs> <laughs> because if you do, we're going to have Mo's second spit take of the evening. No, no, no. This is this is the player theorizing okay. how Xanthus would have thought. He wouldn't have necessarily said Mo, all of that. Mo does not think of the tower as being Kevin. Right. No, no, no. Uh, but that's how Xanthus looked at it. The tower through Kevin and Mazir themselves seemed fairly honest and forthright about the situation. Plus, they had just also killed some of the undead that were attacking the tower. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Xanthus, uh, you know, yes, he assumed the position that, oh, Mazir must also do- not be very fond of the undead. Otherwise, why would they take such any effort at all to stop the undead from you know, going through their home? Xanthus doesn't necessarily have any distinct hatred of the undead. He's just good at killing them. Trust by as combat. A foot, as a footnote, yeah. um, I put this in the chat already, but for the record, the tower doesn't always manifest as Kevin. No, it's just but that's that the only one. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the tower it's the only manifestation we have seen. Through interactions, the tower has learned that whatever manifestation it has when a party first arrives, if it swaps that manifestation out for other things, it tends to really confuse the adventurers. So it just decides to be nice and keep using that same persona for the entire time those adventurers are there. Mm -hmm. There was one time where it manifested the changeling. That was really weird. Yeah. The the characters wouldn't necessarily know that. They see the tower, they see Kevin, and they're they're like, oh. The characters wouldn't know that. But now the players know and um, Mazir also knew. Uh, and for the record, Mazir is going to try and manipulate things so that the phylacteries stay in the tower. Which, bottom line, that would appease that would still appease Xanthus in the fact yeah. that as long as the tower itself is somewhat dangerous, uh, oh, it also can be helpful. The tower is terrifying. Yes. The tower is empowered by a component from the infernal machine of Lum the Mad. Right. So it is chaos somewhat incarnate, as yeah, far as I am concerned. Exactly. <laughs> so but, that's, that's Mazir, good. <laughs> Mazir position, Mazir's position is going to be, okay, so you want to keep these phylacteries safe. And I understand that. But they really weren't safe when they were being protected by uh, by your people. And, you know, I can hide them away. And even if they defeat the tower and even if they defeat me, they're still going to have to find the phylacteries. Right. And, well, and Xanthus like knows that the tower killed points. them, essentially. 
once. Right. So it is clearly a um, well. It's a formidable foe. <laughs> yeah, it's a formidable foe. That's what I was looking for. Formidable, formidable place. So leaving them here, as far as he is concerned, is is a safe option or was a safe option. It never occurred to him that Mazir might have her own reasons to keep these phylacteries. Uh, partly he is that somewhat naive, but um, he is also like, he's also like, well, it, this gets us off our hands. And the tower and Mazir seem capable of, should a lich happen to reform here, that that the tower and Mazir could handle such by themselves. The lich reforms, it falls a thousand feet. It reforms, right. it falls a thousand feet again. <laughs> right. It reforms, yeah. it falls a yeah. thousand feet again. It, it, it pulls a time stone kind of nonsense. <laughs> uh, and does it drop experience? That experience gets hit, gets hit in the hopper, and that hopper goes into a thing, and then... <laughs> this is not Minecraft. And no? it's the tower okay, doing okay. the killing, so the tower is leveling up. I just it's yeah, something right. it's just something I seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. It, it, it works. Her argument it is works. going to be her argument is going to be as long as the phylacteries are here and protected by my tower, whoever owns the phylacteries cannot fall. This is an excellent plan. I do wish to add a few caveats, however. Uh, first <laughs> of all, the phylacteries were never actually in the hands of our people. Uh, as you referred to it, we thought it would be uh, funny to hide them in plain sight. So we sent them out into the world, had them become heirlooms. It was, frankly, incredibly easy to manipulate the dwarves. They're very superstitious beings um, into thinking that armor was a, a reward for some amazing service that they did to an individual that actually hadn't actually existed uh, That's my experience, too. With that said, I have no personal issue with the phylacteries being kept here, but uh, you recall I said one of them does belong to my sister. I will be more than happy to have this conversation with her when uh, she revives. Oh, she revived a while ago, and when she stopped then, screaming at me through many sending spells... Um, I did promise to get her phylactery back. So, And you can tell her that her phylactery is in the safest possible place. Oh, I know it is. But that's not something that um, she necessarily is comfortable with. You see, uh, when she died, she was very upset with the sudden realization that someone was getting a phone call. No, <laughs> she What's was she was she was very upset that um, the person doing the slaying was wearing her phylactery. She's decided the best place for her phylactery is uh, somewhere only she knows about. And I don't consider her to be particularly dangerous to myself or to you. Uh, but she has a habit that has persisted even from when she was alive, of being very annoying. Have you met Hero? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not part of that conversation, but I know. <laughs> I feel like one of those Family Guy clips just interceded after that. After that, right. <laughs> the, the, There is a moment where the list just has a distant look in his eyes and the little pinpricks of light glaze over uh, as he remembers 
way too many experiences, one of whom he's already referred to with when the screaming stopped. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine receiving multiple sendings into your brain where it's 25 words worth of screaming? Not words, just a scream. Just screaming. Uh, 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 this is the uh, witch that sent a banshee after the players. <laughs> she learned it from watching you. <laughs> your sister is welcome to visit me, and I will give her a home where she can watch over her phylactery as closely as she likes. I will attempt to share this message with her in a way that leaves out the ominous pause and the hint that perhaps she may not appreciate the home. And that, that was not intentional. <laughs> a pity. Very well. But in the interest of good relations between us, it could be. If I still had eyebrows, I'd be raising one right now. You know what I'm suggesting. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. We're going to let the rest of this conversation happen off camera. Oh, so thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. Tonight, we were joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, April, Matt, Eric, who unfortunately joined us almost immediately after the combat ended. Sorry for getting up too much of the session. No, it's good exposition. It is good exposition, and um, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. There are... There are so many puzzle pieces in play, and some of them are just drifting out of sight as soon as they joined. It's fantastic. Uh, Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Uh, My brother-in-law writes books at nogodsbeforeus.com. Yay! He's rough draft on Chapter 7. He can do it. He can do it. Yep. Waiting to edit. I'm waiting to receive my copies to edit. (laughs) If you go to E-L-E-K-K dot X-Y-Z... There are a lot of people talking on social media. And it's actually a good social media where the the various people that people complain about being on social media aren't there because the admin team there, which includes Ellie, are very good at making sure those people aren't there. Yes. um, Not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, the admins on Alec try to be to negative influences the way Mazir is people who attack her tower. Well, that was a loaded statement based on what just took place. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming. You can help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, Eric, Janetalock, Mickey, Shanshen, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, please, please, please don't let Mazir do the right thing. 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 Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.